from the Credit Union National Association. This is the CUNA News Podcast. Credit Union people. Credit Union ideas. Welcome to the CUNA News Podcast. I'm Assistant Editor Brock Fritz, and this week's episode will cover Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month through a pair of conversations with credit union professionals Kaulana Park and Gretchen Hudicek. First, you'll hear from Kaulana Park, chairman of the board at Hawaii State Federal Credit Union in Honolulu. Park grew up in a hula school on Oahu, played baseball and football at Stanford, and currently lives on the east side of the island. He discusses the importance of diversity efforts, the diversity on Hawaii State Federal Credit Union's board, why he believes in credit unions, and the importance of service, family, and the spirit of aloha. Kaulana, do you want to start by introducing yourself a little bit and your career, where you live, and anything else you want to share? Sure. Well, first of all, aloha, Brock, and mahalo, which means thank you here in Hawaii uh, for this opportunity. So I was uh, born and raised on the island of Oahu. I I grew up in a town called Kailua. It's on the windward side of Oahu. And I currently reside on the east side in Kalama Valley. I'm the youngest of eight children. So three brothers and four sisters, small family, right? (laughs) And uh, I grew up in a halal. So what is a halal? Halal is a hula studio. So I literally, uh, mom had her uh, hula studio in our home. So she was what we call a kumuhula, which is a hula teacher. So my mom is a Pulaelo Park. She's a native Hawaiian. And my dad, Thomas Park, was a merchant marine engineer. So uh, dad's Korean, mom's Hawaiian. So I look at myself as the perfect blend of discipline and aloha. But uh, fast forward to my schooling year. So I was a student athlete uh, and graduate of Kamehameha Schools here uh, in Kapalama. And I went on to uh, get my engineering degree and Bachelor of Science from Stanford University. So I played uh, at Stanford. I played uh, both football and baseball there. My career uh, spans uh, many years. I like to categorize it as a career servant. For example, I've served on many state and nonprofit boards throughout my career. Uh, my background is more in terms of uh, combines of uh, banking, development, engineering, and construction management. I also should add that I worked for two state agencies that were committed to improving the um, well-being and economic factors of Native Hawaiians. So I was busy building homes and communities for Native Hawaiians and try to improve their economic conditions. I currently work at Ryder Levitt Bucknell. I'm a uh, project manager or construction manager. And last but not least, I should say that uh, we just celebrated our 23rd anniversary to my bride, Diane. We've been blessed to have three sons, uh, Dante and Micah, who are off in college and Kavai, who's in middle school. And one more thing to add, I can't forget to mention my two girls, mm. albeit that they are husky dogs, but they okay. should be mentioned. And that's uh, Winter and Gigi. Great. So you've been involved with a lot of stuff, it sounds like. What was your yep. path to credit unions, and how'd you get involved with the board, and what made you want sure. to continue serving? Sure. So uh, I was a member of a smaller credit union, actually, for actually over 30 years. I actually ended up serving on the board for for two years. But then I got recruited uh, by Hawaii State. And how that happened, I was working for a state agency at that time. They actually set up shop in our building. 
So I became a member. And then shortly after that, I like to call it Shanghai. It's a term we use here in Hawaii. I was Shanghai into uh, putting my name in for the board of directors. So I accepted the challenge partly because I thought I could bring some, maybe some positive change to the organization. And of course, with my banking background, I think I could add some value there. So after eight years, fast forward to now. So I've served on the board of Hawaii State for eight years. Um, I'd like to say we turned a corner as one of the top uh, credit unions here in the state of Hawaii. We have over $2.3 billion in assets, over 120,000 members. And that's in large part to our hardworking team. I am currently in my last year as a board of director, but I always uh, ask myself this, whether it's the credit union or all the boards I serve on, is number one, am I making a difference? And number two, am I adding real value? I think that keeps me humble, but it keeps me motivated as well. Great. So you mentioned making a difference is key. And when you rose to chairman of the board, how do you view that role? What has been and what are your goals and focuses in that position? Once you become the chairman, all of a sudden it gets challenging, it gets stressful and chaotic, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but uh, in simple, a simple way I look at it is the chairman's role really is to serve. It's to serve the board directors, it's to serve the management team, and it's to serve our members, right? Who have elected to that position. So I like to coin it a term I call servant leadership. You know, I'm, I'm really blessed and surrounded by directors who are comprised of uh, different diversities, ethnic diversities. We all have some relevant strengths that we bring. But uh, the most important thing is the wealth of expertise and professionalism that they bring to the table. So we've got people that have attorney backgrounds. One person, one director runs her own restaurant business. Another one used to run a uh, dental association for all the dentists here. So a lot of wealth and expertise there. And I should mention that uh, 100% of us are all Asian Americans. So the full board, as well as our supervisory committee. So my goal, one of my goals or my focus is knowing that we have all these unique strengths. It's how do you bring that now together in alignment with management? And I think that's the goal I try to achieve. It has been an honor to serve alongside with my fellow board members, but I hope we continue to challenge the status quo and leave this place better than we found it. Okay, so eight years there and other organizational experience. What do you think makes a board operate well and make a place better? The obvious is you got to find the good board members, right? (laughs) (laughs) No, all kidding aside, uh, there's uh, a lot of things that makes board operate well, but let me just touch upon two, and I'll uh, say it up front. That's uh, respect. I call it one ohana, one family. Ohana means family. For me, I try to view uh, the board directors as people first versus as board directors. I think it's important for us to do that because at the end of the day, you know, we can get into a board meeting and forget about who we are as people. And as a board, as you know, we strive to work together. But uh, it's important to work together with management. I believe our board can be a powerful force for positive change and uh, obviously hitting some of the strategic leadership things that we need to. But that can only happen if we work in collaboration with management. So I've been on other boards and have seen how management has to present to the board. And then they have to defend their position. And that's not only ineffective, but it's not healthy. So our board is actually going to be going on a retreat soon here together, and we're going to be talking about uh, governance. And you know, two things about that retreat will be 
One is to clarify the roles and responsibilities of each, so board, management, and supervisory committee. And then the second and most important thing, I believe, is to build relationships with one another. Again, uh, it's important to do that at the retreat as well. So the key is really respecting our different views, finding the common ground, and working together as one ohana. So switching topics a bit here, we're in the middle of Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. Uh, what does that mean to you? So here in Hawaii, uh, we love to uh, celebrate our culture, our arts, our traditions, and our history. And every ethnic group uh, does that throughout the year. But obviously, with the pandemic, everything came to a screeching halt the last two years. And that was tough. You know, it was really tough, not only not getting up, but not celebrating our different um, events uh, throughout the year. You know, we're slowly getting back uh, to these events. They're starting to come online and people are getting a little more comfortable getting out. Um, but it's so important that we have to get this back on track to uh, recognize and to honor, especially those that have paved the way. And why do you think that is important to recognize months like this, whether it be Asian American and Pacific Islander Month or Black History Month, Women's History Month? Simply put, uh, number one, it celebrates our diversity. Uh, number two, it unifies us. It brings uh, unity to us. So we love to come together. On uh, We have days here, uh, Kinkamehameha Day, which actually is a parade as well, too. We have uh, a holiday called Prince Kuhio Day as well, too. So these were prominent figures of the past that uh, served as leaders for the Native Hawaiian people. And it's not just Native Hawaiians who come. It's all the uh, ethnic races come and celebrate. So unity, it brings unity. And it takes us beyond what we read in our, our history books, right? I mean, we typically learn about each other and those of the past in our, in our books in education. But coming together is a little bit more special. You get to see it with your own eyes and feel it. And last but not least, uh, it's important for us to understand the stories of the past. In the Hawaiian language and Hawaiian people, we really didn't write too many things and pass it down to the next generation. We did it by oratory. So... Those are the things that uh, we need to bring our next generation and the uh, future generations to come to understand the stories of how life was and uh, those who paved the way. I know some of this stuff is tied into what you do every day, but what do you enjoy doing outside of work? That's actually uh, sort of an easy one to me. Uh, number one is to know God, to love Jesus, take care of my family, and to help others. So for me, it's a combination of priority, but also balance. But uh, with all that being said, I really enjoy giving my time, talent, and treasure to there's so many nonprofit organizations that are worthy here. And of course, serving on Hawaii State Federal Credit Union. Uh, I'm also a youth coach. Um, I had the privilege now to pass down what I learned, what I know, the experiences that I went through in the sports that I played. So uh, real quick, I was uh, truly blessed uh, to play the game of football at the highest level. I played in the NFL for a few years. And I also played baseball at Stanford, one of the top programs uh, today as well, too, in baseball. Yep. <laughs> so it's uh, as important as it is to teach my three sons sports. Uh, it's even better when you get to teach a community, kids that are younger. I also should say that I'm uh, part of a select group of Honolulu business leaders and businessmen. And these are Christian business leaders. And uh, we try to learn from the Bible, learn the principles of the Bible and try to practice that, the application aspect of it, into our workplaces and definitely into our homes. So in summary, I think I, I love enjoying giving back what I learned with the hopes of making a positive difference in the lives of others. 
And I think that uh, by doing so, we'll make these islands a little more special place to live. That's great. And I'm, I'm kind of just curious myself, how, how do the sports stack up at the youth level for you guys? Is baseball oh. at the top or? Uh, they're all pretty much up there. We've got everything from baseball, football, basketball, volleyball. Soccer is a big one here too. Yeah. So, you know, Hawaii is uh, outdoors. So yep. for the kids, it's just, especially the pandemic really hit us hard. And yeah, so kids could not even walk the neighborhood for that matter, let alone try to play at the park. So uh, it really put a, a physical and mental stress on families. So is there anything else you're passionate about and involved with? Yeah, I like to say that I, I view my work as my ministry, if I could say that. Uh, mm-hmm. So whether I'm a project leader or uh, serving on boards, you know, I, I get to, a chance to invest in others and to create a positive outlook. Why? Really, it's about helping others that are struggling. Like I said, in the pandemic, people are struggling physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And uh, just a quick background on me is I actually got appointed to serve as the governor's um, leader for the homeless effort. We had a big homeless problem here back in 2004, 2005. You know, you take for granted how you live till you see how the lives of these people and how they have to live. And these are young kids, young infants that are living on the beaches or in tents. And so it gave me a better perspective and appreciation of what I had, but it also motivated me to help these, the most uh, less fortunate out. So at the credit union, you know, I have the opportunity here to give back to our members and to help our youth or our kiki as we call it. But at the end of the day, it's all about making Hawaii a better place, right? My mindset that I tried to think is that instead of I have to do this is I get to do this. So you get to do this. What's your favorite thing about your work with Hawaii State? Well, uh, like I said, I've been, uh, what, eight years? This is my ninth year. And, you know, I'm really proud of the achievements that we've made over the past 10 years, actually, how we successfully turned a corner. And I believe it's because, as we know, the greatest asset is our people. And it's the people and the team that make it happen. So from the frontline staff to the leadership, they deserve all the credit. It's the culture that has been created is, is vibrant here at the Caribbean, but it's also balanced with the right values. I think that's very important. You know, Hawaii is all about relationships. It's not about what you know. It's more importantly about who you know, right? So the mission here at Hawaii State, uh, very simply put, is to do what is right each and every time. So there's a word that we use in Hawaiian language. It's called kino ole, but it must be modeled, I believe, from the top down. That includes the board of directors. So it's really at the end of the day, it's about caring. It's about being sincere and it's about making it personal. It begins and ends, I believe, with the spirit of Aloha. And to me, that is the real beauty of our islands. That is who we are at Hawaii State. Gretchen Hudicek is Vice President Business Loan Officer at Royal Credit Union in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Hear the longtime commercial banker discuss her transition to credit unions, what AAPI Heritage Month means to her, the importance of recognizing diversity and observation days, how diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts have changed throughout her career, and her love of the outdoors. Thanks for joining me, Gretchen. I wanted to start by walking through your path to the credit union industry and how long you've been at Royal. I've been at Royal just a little bit over a year 
But my path to get here was um, through three larger national financials, such as Wells Fargo, U.S. Bank, and um, Associated Bank, and a short stint at GE Finance. So it's been all financial institutions. And in your role now, how do you view your role and what are your goals and focuses in that position? I'm a commercial loan officer for Royal Credit Union, and that has been my career for the last 32 years, starting off as a credit analyst and underwriter, then moving my way up into a commercial loan officer. I really enjoy looking at and seeing different businesses, talking to the business owners, getting to know them. How I view our role is more of a consultant advisor for various businesses and the owners and how best that they could finance their operations or their equipment or their building and still keep cash flow going strongly for the business. So, Sure. So you've worked in banking industry and what did you or what have you enjoyed about your transition to credit unions? It feels like a different focus from a financial that I've been at before where I was told, you know, we have to do what's best for the stockholders and stakeholders. And, you know, you're always looking at the bottom line and the expenses and everything, you know, related to all of that. However, Royal emphasizes doing what's best for the member, the member of of Royal Credit Union. So it's a different shift in that I was hearing about the stockholders of the of the financial. So we're in the middle of Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. What does that mean to you? It's uh, nice that we have a month for that. And just bringing the awareness of that population group in front of everybody. And, you know, here there's what's great about the United States, of course, is that there are so many different ethnicities around. And it's nice to bring this one group of people into the forefront and and learn a little bit more about them. Yep. And has Royal been uh, recognizing this month in any ways? They do. They um, also not only through supporting all the various team members that are of Asian American Pacific Islander heritage, but they do bring awareness to this group by highlighting different members that are of this heritage, but also allowing us to have a personal day in order to do something that we might think would contribute towards bringing Asian culture into the community. So everyone can pick what they want to take their time off and emphasize or time off to do to celebrate that. So why do you believe it's important to recognize months or observation days like this or Black History Month, Women's History Month? I think we all have, you know, our own unconscious biases and how we maybe just be more aware of them ourselves is by learning about the different groups and and ethnicities. So good or bad, it just brings more education to everyone so that they're just aware of how their 
feeling and, and treating others. And have you felt that that education has improved over the years or how has diversity, equity, and inclusion changed since your professional career started? And where do you see room to improve? It definitely has improved and changed. I mean, more, just more and more, I'm working with more people that are of the Asian culture and other ethnicities, whereas 32 years ago, I would say that wasn't the case. Um, and in many, even in commercial lending, in many of the, of the groups that I worked with, I would be the only female commercial lender. So I see it's much more, you know, 40, 60 now, in addition, just experiencing my own self, but also advocating for myself, the pay equity that goes with it, as well as couple of good things that have come out of COVID for not only women, but also men too, is just the flexibility with working remote, either sometimes or, or majority of the time or whatever works for the person and the business. So, Switching gears a little bit, just a couple getting to know you questions. What do you like to do outside of work? We're an active family. I have three kids and a husband, and um, I always thank my husband for keeping us moving. And we have a hobby farm and raise um, egg-laying chickens. We have about 80 of them. And then we all like to golf and hike and bike and run and do various things like that. I don't know if I'm getting crazier as I get older, but I'm signing up for different things that I thought I'd never do. I do really enjoy Nordic skiing, uh, the skate style. And so I uh, ski the Cordelopet, which is one of the events at the Buckerbiner, and then uh, run with a group of moms on the run that I've run with for the past 10 years and, and registered with 10 of uh, other of my women friends to bike across Iowa in their rag bry. And so that'll be a six day um, bike ride from one, from the west side of Iowa to the east side. Wow. Very <laughs> cool. Yeah. When's that? That's the end of July. Okay. So I'm, so I'm biking a lot these days. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah. So how about uh, vacations? What's the best vacation you've ever been on? Well, we did a bucket list trip. We went to Finland. My husband is half Finnish. And um, that was fun to visit another country. They're much slower paced. They do enjoy a little quieter, slower lifestyle. So it was nice to get away and do that. Challenging to read some of the signs and, and find our lodging was the most challenging. But um, it was a nice family trip. Thanks for listening to the CUNA News Podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher Radio. 